0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Mission Suite podcast. I'm Ian Campbell. I'm CEO
1: of Mission Suite. Welcome to the Insight Series from the Mission Suite podcast. This is a podcast for business owners where we'll be interviewing business coaches around the country for their insights on building a more successful business. Today, we're here with Tish Gantz. Keeper of the Fiat and Conqueror of the Suck of Apex Design, and I'm excited to be chatting with her today and learn a bit more on what she'll be able to bring us. Tish, thank you so much for joining me here today.
0: Hey, Monica, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, how, how have you been so far today? It.
1: Thank God it's Friday. That's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: <laughs> well, uh tell me, I I know about you, but for the people that don't know, where are you from? Oh, I am the few,
0: the proud, the rest of you get the hell out, Native of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding I'm the get the hell out sort of
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kinda
0: sort of kinda. No, I'm happy about my property value.
1: I'm not happy about the traffic. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And so tell me a little bit about Apex design. So uh, Apex by design, a lot of the times I
0: get asked, you know, well, Apex, what is Apex? Like, that's a weird word. That's not actually even a word. It's, that's not a verb. You don't Apex a verb. Well, actually you do. Um, so where the name came from, which kind of described what it is is in racing, when you apex a corner, you're you're looking to hit the apex of the corner, what you're doing is going as quickly around a corner and as smoothly as possible to maximize your speed before you get to the next section of the course. And so in business, or how I see business, is a lot of business owners have a lot of corners they're dealing with. There's a lot of various struggles and issues where they're trying to deal with things and it's not that you can't you could just skip the corner right like that doesn't work you actually have to take the corner but how can we make this simple and efficient and smooth so that you're at maximum speed heading into the next corner whatever that may be and how to adjust and how to feel what the car, aka your business, is doing throughout all of this, because a lot of times business owners will be like, oh yeah, I know how to do this, and they make a decision, and it completely upsets the business, right? It Either the business comes to a grinding halt, or the business goes completely off track, or the business wobbles a whole bunch before it finds its way, and These are all things very similar to when you're racing if you do the wrong thing your car does all similar (laughs) stuff so um, my goal is to be kind of like that coach on how you're driving your business and giving you the insights that you need to understand what things to do to not upset that car to not upset your business and have as much data as possible to make the correct decisions so that you can go around the track as fast as possible
1: I love it. You do something super customizable for these business owners and to get right into it, because I know we could probably talk for hours, Uh, (laughs) right? uh, but to get, I just want to share your message and what exactly you do to put a magnifying glass to these problems that these business owners are having that you actually really help with. And there isn't, a big knowledge around what you do and an understanding to a point of, you know what, I am having these issues and I think these solutions will help, but I don't really have a direction. And usually when I hear those pain points that we usually discuss, I send them your way immediately. However, not a lot of people know about that. So I really would like for you to, Go into what these business owners are coming to you about and what how you're solving those as well.
0: So it, it comes down to customers and really understanding as a business owner, who are the people you're serving? Why do they consider you to be the best option to help them with the outcome they're seeking, which you'll notice is not like a goal right an outcome is not a goal sometimes they can be very similar um but they're they're seeking an outcome and so what's i think a lot of what the struggle is right now for business owners is there's so many damn tools out there and you just because you hear a tool is great doesn't mean it's the best fit for whatever your problem is right so most business owners on an average basis equate oh i don't have enough customers they immediately go to oh i need to deal with my marketing right and then and the marketing that is a broad word of things that it encapsulates right that could Some owners think of TikTok and some owners think of email and some owners think of SEO, even though they don't even know what those letters stand for. And some owners think of other things, but they all immediately go to marketing. Oh, what I need to do is increase how many people are coming to me because that will fix my problem. But no, (laughs) it's not. Sometimes, sometimes that is the issue. Sometimes it is that people just do not have enough awareness that this is a proper solution for them. Um, and then that's a matter of building that awareness. And that's where, you know, outward facing marketing can help. Like, right? so that people will have something to recognize with that. But in most cases, most small businesses, their problems lie more in not understanding what their value is not being able to uh, express that value in their messaging. They may be doing all the things with the marketing, but what they're saying doesn't resonate at all with the people they're trying to reach because they don't understand them. They're relying on demographics and analytics and potentially a marketing firm to tell them who their customers are when No one knows who the customers are better than the business itself because the business is dealing with the customers day in, day out, whether that's the owner directly doing it in a smaller business or in a larger business. Then that would be the entire customer service suite or the sales suite or even um, some of the customer service reps who are not necessarily answering problems, but they're assisting the sales team in order to, you know, make things happen, right? And so there's a ton of information out there that gets completely ignored because, oh, we just need analytics. You know, we'll, we'll just put this tool, we'll hook this tool up to our website and it will be the oracle of all-knowing, all-seeing power. <laughs> and it's not, okay? Um, and why isn't it? Well, because people aren't numbers. People are people. People have a why behind the things they're doing. And analytics is not going to tell you that. Analytics tells you what they did. Demographics gives you a basic overview of what they are, but that's not who they are. So story time, let's say you have two princes, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about demographics for a minute. So these two princes are both exactly the same age, Uh, they're born in the same year, they grow up in the same kingdom, they go to school at the same time, they go to university at the same time, they get a dog at the same time, Uh, they graduate with honors at the same time, they get married in the same year, they have a couple kids, they both get divorced, they both have equally opulent castles on either side of the kingdom. So on paper, aka demographics or even these demographics being applied to analytics, these two princes are identical. But if we actually look at who they are and therefore why they do things, and this is true, this is actual fact, if I tell you one prince is technically former Prince Charles, now King Charles, Prince, former Prince of Wales, and I tell you the other prince is Ozzy, Prince of Darkness, they do not buy things the same way yes they may be british and the same age and have gotten divorced and have kids and all that on paper says they're the same they are never going to buy things in the same way they are never going to behave in the same way we'll just leave the drug part out of it but that's just not gonna happen yeah right so it's really really important to understand that why and the who people are Um, And that's something that you just can't get from demographics or analytics. It's never going to tell you why they did something. It's only going to tell you what they did. So in order to understand why people do something, surprise, surprise, we actually have to talk to them. Who knew? Like, it's such a concept now of like, what? You mean to talk to somebody in person? Well, yes, yes, you do. (laughs) <laughs> and then you ask them to show you why they did what they did. And you know what? People love to talk about themselves. I don't know. It's a thing, right? <laughs> and so when when you start asking them, hey, I'm just real curious, you know, how did how did you get here? And why did you choose this? And what what is it about this stuff that felt right to you? And what outcome were you looking for after doing this? Because they're not looking to, gee, I'm going to wake up this morning and Buy this widget. No, they have an outcome that they're thinking of that the widget or you know software or whatever it is is going to help them get to. People only have. I'm going to buy a T-shirt today right? They might wake up and go, gee, I'm going to buy that t-shirt with that funny thing on it because it makes me laugh because it reminds me of blah, blah, blah. And so when I wear it over at my parents' house, they're going to laugh their ass off because they're going to go, yeah, it's just like Bobby, right? (laughs) So the outcome is, ha, 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 we're going to make fun of Bobby with the parents. It's not, I want to wake up and buy a t-shirt, right? So there's always a reason. Getting to that reason is what we're not doing anymore. And it's interesting because we used to do this before there was the internet. I know it's hard, but just try, bear with me here. Yeah. <laughs> before there was the internet, before there was advertising, like the way we have it now. Well, you know, uh, when there was advertising in magazines and just billboards and things like that, before all those things, business was based on name recognition, and what that meant for the experience, okay? So businesses, yeah, you still had giant businesses, but mostly a lot of things were local and smaller. And so people who ran the business would be perpetually talking about, well, what are people saying and what are people doing and how do we service this better? Because that was the only thing they really had to go on. And so people would choose something based almost entirely on reputation of the business, the people working in the business, things of that nature. And now we very rarely think of that. We're like, oh, we need to talk about our culture. Oh, we need to build a community. it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, what does that look like? Like, they just wanna do it, but they don't understand what that actually entails or if that's even a good fit for them, right? And that's not the same as developing an experience that is worthy of a referral, that is worthy of repeat business, that is worthy of brand loyalty throughout generations, right? That is built through what customers experience interacting with the business, the product, the service that comes after, et cetera.
1: And so when you're, so it sounds like you're dissecting these companies on figuring out why they started in the first place to hit their initial mission, right?
0: It's sometimes it's that. Sometimes uh, it's they started out with a great idea, right? And by luck, they ended up falling into a market. And sometimes they did their market analysis in a reasonable way, a lot of times they don't. and they, they've been successful or maybe they're like, well, we thought we were going to be successful in this target demographic, which always makes me cringe. Because what do we do with targets? We shoot them. So why are you talking about people as though they are things that you're going to put holes in? Anyway, um, so it, it's they start out in this like they might be doing really well. But then they're like, well, we want to grow or we wanna get into this market or well, we're we're doing okay, but we could be doing better. And they don't stop to really understand how they got where they are in the first place. So it's not that they maybe, it's not that we're necessarily looking at, hey, you started with this mission and you've deviated and now we've got to get you back on that. It's more, hey, you started with this mission. That resulted in you gaining these customers and this market share, whatever term you want to use, uh, that have this affinity for you. How are they defining what your uh, brand offering is, which is different than a mission? And why does that matter to other people who they might be talking to right um because that's where if i'm like oh hey monica i know blah 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 blah, and you should totally try this blah 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 you're like oh man i've been looking for that thank you so much i'm gonna go try that you know i know what you're looking for and what to listen for to bring you a valuable referral that's going to help you with the outcome you've been trying to achieve. If the brand uh, if the brand value isn't clear in that, then you have no impetus to tell for or I have no impetus to tell you to go check something out because it doesn't sound like the thing that you need, right? So it's it's like this let's pretend for a second that you grew up in nice france right so you have a french accent but it is a very specific french accent to a region right and when you're eight or nine you and your family move here to the states and over a period of time of course the american culture beats your french accent to submission and so you sound perfectly like a regular american with all the slang and everything else uh and fast forward a number of years you're standing in line at starbucks and while you're at starbucks the person in front of you is ordering their coffee and you hear them order it in this nice accent because you know this you grew up with this right and so as they're starting to walk away you're like hey are you from Nice? And I'm well, yes, I am from Nice. And then you're like, oh my god, I grew up in Nice. No, really, which part of Nice? Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you're having this whole discussion. You sit down. You're sharing coffee together. You're having a laugh about all the cool different things about Nice, right? You have no idea if that person sitting across from you is a serial killer or not. You know <laughs> nothing about them. But the shared language overcomes all of that barrier to where, oh, we, we can share something here. You have something that means something to me, and I want to share that. So by taking the time to understand how customers are speaking about your brand, how they value the brand, how they see the outcomes uh, that come from interacting with your brand, when they're using that language and you actually listen to them and you're like oh okay and then you start putting that language back out it's like speaking in french with the nice accent other people who are looking for that are instantly going to recognize it as something of value something they've been seeking something they've wanted because people speak in certain ways and not the same way the business talks about itself right We've all seen the techno babble and the jargon and the synergy. Let's quote somewhere out here. Um, But all that horrible, horrible languaging that's all businessy doesn't resonate. And when you start using long words and things like that, people are busy and tired and they don't want to have to figure it out. They want to have that instant, oh, you're from Nice and have that experience and know and trust what they're going to get. Instantly. And so, again, the only way you can really do that is to talk to your people and really listen to what they're saying and how they're talking about the different aspects of interacting with your business, how they're talking about the product. What are the things of value to them? It's not, oh, look, I've been waiting for this feature. It's going to be, oh, thank God they made it do this because I have been spending all this time trying to convert this thing into this thing, and now I can just hit a button and it saves me 10 hours a week. They're looking at how can I be more efficient? There's the value, not, hey, we've got one more feature than guy X that sells the same software. No one gives a shit. <laughs>
1: <Stop>. <laughs> oh man. and. I swear, I hear a new example that you give each time, and it just always blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love your, I love story time with you because it's always something where I would have never thought of that analogy or just thought of it in that way, and so it always just makes me think a little bit harder each time I hear one.
0: Oh, nice! That's awesome. <laughs> oh,
1: and so, yeah, we have. Um, I've known you for quite a while now. And so I feel like I have a good idea of what you do. However, there, there's just, there's a kind of, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? And I can't think of it, but there's just not a big idea about what you do basically there's like that understanding and that's why i thought it was so important for you to jump on this interview because i really like how you break it down and give story times and take give it in a chewable size of okay digest this slowly and here's how I can help you. And let me break it down for you. And I just really love how you do that. Um, And so is there anything that you would like to give to small business owners to identify if they need help in a, a specific area and how they're able to kind of identify if they need specific help and not just the, you know, the, I need SEO and like the, of course, everyone wants the main thing. I want more clients. Is there a little bit more examples that you can give for business owners that may be in this position that you're just kind of calling out on? You need this type of help. So
0: that's a great question. Um, The my standard answer that gets repeated a lot is it depends. Um, However, there's a pretty, pretty easy thing that I can bulk this all together. um, So it makes a little more sense. Typically, business owners are going to self-diagnose, right? They're going to be like, oh, I got to get the marketing. Oh, I got to get the SEO. Oh, I got to get the thing. And that all comes from a pain point of, oh, I need more business. Right. Mm -hmm. But all of those things SEO marketing on any level, if it's a, I need to redo my website, I want to be on the socials, I want to start an email campaign, I want to do out of home, whatever it is, right? That all has to start with the business owner actually understanding who their people are, because it's not up to the SEO company, the marketing firm, the social media consultant to tell you who your market is. They will tell you that's their job. That's not their job. Their job is to take who your people are and identify where in the systems those people are hanging out so they can put the information in front of them at the right point in time. So it's not up to them to tell you who your audience is. It's up to you as a business owner to understand, I wanna talk to these kinds of people who do these kinds of things. They want these kinds of outcomes. And for us, this is how it's affecting and impacting our business And therefore, this is why we want to grow these things. So you have to understand who your ideal clients are and why they do the things. And then you provide that information to the marketing people, to the social media content people, to the organic people, to the SEO people, to the billboard folks. And then they're like, oh okay, we can now take this and we can apply some of the demographics and the analytics to go, well, a lot of these people are going to be in this kind of areas, right? Yeah. And then they can apply stuff in a more surgical versus a shotgun method. Shotgun methods are very expensive. And if you don't know who you're starting with, you could be pointing the shotgun in completely the wrong direction anyway. And then it's even doubly expensive because you're not even getting some of your people you're trying to get, right? So um, in understanding those ideal clients, the other thing that makes it great for the business owner is it's a lot easier to tell if the people you've hired are not necessarily going down the path you're hoping for. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll use me as an example, because I they, they screw me up all the time. I get stuff in the mail and I'm like, what were you thinking? You clearly based this on demographics. So, you know, I am a big car nerd. Uh, I do lots of car things. I basically am. Th- I have friends that tell me my only discerning factor that I'm actually female is I own a lot of shoes. Because otherwise, how I approach the world is in a much more male-minded, male-focused kind of
1: thing. Yeah, Uh,
0: I don't want to know about the newest lipstick color. I don't care about Spa Day. My idea of the Spa Day is I'm down at the racetrack and I'm going to learn how to do all this stuff, right? So if you, as a business owner, had me as a client and you wanted to sell me clothing, right? And you're like, huh, okay, well her demographic says this, right? And you're like, oh, so we're definitely gonna reach her if we're in like L Magazine and we're in this and we're on Facebook and we're putting it when when she's like at these different things. And I'm never gonna be at those sites yeah. because they're basing it specifically on demographics. But if they dig deeper, And they talk to the business owner business, like, no, no, no. We're looking for women who are really into their cars and they'd prefer a great rally over a massage. Not necessarily true. You need both. Or they'd, you know, they they are more interested in researching compounds of their tires versus like something else, right? Then the marketer would be like, oh, okay yeah, if we want to sell clothing to these people, and it may not be race-related or car-related clothing, right? But they'd be like, oh, we need to put you in, you know, car and driver. We need to put you in Formula One magazine. We need to put you in NASCAR magazine. We need to put you in this and this and this and this and this, right? Not necessarily like, we're going to put you in all the automotive shops. No, because... The business owner knows, oh, no, they're doing their own stuff. They're more interested in these things, right? That, again, would be a demographic. Well, how many women go to the automotive shop? We'll use that. No, no, that's not the why. That's the what, right? So they could then spend better money or devise better campaigns that are actually going to attract the people they want who have the money to spend, who are going to do stuff. Maybe they don't even put an ad in Car and Driver. Instead, it makes more sense for them to have a pop-up booth at different track events, at Formula One races. Yeah, it might be crazy expensive, but you know what? They're going to get people who are like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And they become loyal customers because they have a shared affinity for this kind of racing, and this kind of like automotive collaborative right so it's it's a it's taking it to a level of understanding that why and understanding the motivations not just oh i must be be doing this no please stop it's wrong
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man well thank you so much tish this has been a great talk i can listen to you forever Um, and I really do appreciate you bringing your insights and bringing some attention on what you do and why it's so important to identify who your actual ideal client is and not just demographics,
0: (laughs) not just demographics. Don't let the marketers tell you they don't actually know The, the number one thing as a business owner, take the time to talk to your customers. Take the time to talk to your salespeople or your customer service reps and understand why customers are doing what they're doing. And you know what? It's actually gonna keep you ahead of your competition because you'll see signs of changes in what's happening that you won't see till it's far too late when you're doing analytics, so.
1: Yeah. And to all of you listening, thank you for being with us. Make sure to give us a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing and we'll see you next time.
0: Hey, thanks so much for checking out our episode today. I really hope you found it valuable and got some good takeaways from it. If you did, do me a favor, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcasting app and leave a review to let us know how we're doing. If you'd like to learn more about Mission Suite, check us out at www.themissionsuite.com and there you'll find educational resources and information about our platform. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube and be a part of the conversation. We'll be back soon. Cheers.